Christmas gifts from Santa Claus, the kind you get for free. Oh, Christmas gifts, free Christmas gifts, all of them for me. How great it is to get free stuff. You've earned a free present. Glad tidings, everybody, and welcome to another rousing edition of Anime Secret Santa! This is your host, wishing you a joyful, colorful Christmas, Mikey. It's another year of Anime Secret Santa, put together by the fine folks at AGC Blog. And once again, old Anime Saint Nick has left me some fine presents under the tree this year. So, uh, what did old uh, Père Noël give me this year? Well, first off is uh, another repeat, three years in a row now, as uh, one anime was Ping Pong! I, I blame Cory for turning this into a bit now. Like I mentioned before in the past Secret Santa Pods, I won't be going with this one as I am planning to do that as a regular Anime Baby episode in the future. Like, I really want to talk about that, but I want to save that for a proper Baby episode because I feel it really, really deserves it. Plus, I would love to talk about this with like Ryan and maybe some other people who would like to join me on that one, so... Thank you, but I'm saving this for a special occasion, so I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna take the box, take the box of the president, and I'm just gonna tuck it away in the back closet for a little bit, for a rainy day, save it for a special time. Next up was Apare Ranman. Now, this one I was super tempted into doing, like I heard a lot of good things about this. I was like a fun, wacky races type show, and on top of that, it was also a short one, which I was looking for since, as you know, uh, this past... October, I released four episodes of Anime Baby, so, uh, you know, after after all of that, and also uh, taking some time off to do just uh, one more Baby episode to end off the year, I, I wanted a, something a little short and sweet for this one. But, uh, like with Ping Pong, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be storing this one away for a bit, you know, I'll probably get back to it on my own time, you know, maybe, maybe I might do this for a Baby, or just, uh, maybe just have this, something that I watch on my own time, you know? Not because I didn't want to watch it, but because uh, of my third option, which as soon as I saw that, I felt, I was like, that's your winner right there. As my third present from old Annie Santi, and my pick for Anime Secret Santa this year is the film Lou Over the Wall, co-written and directed by the legendary Masaki Yuasa. Uh, I may not be doing ping pong, but I'm still getting in some Yuasa this holiday season. And after talking about his episodes of Space Dandy during Summer Tsunami, I kind of want to I felt like I really should keep the big Yuasa train rolling down the line. So uh, let's kick things off by learning a little bit more about the man himself, which means 
Who's ready for story time with Mikey of Anime, baby? I won't go too in-depth as I want to save a full-on biography for when we cover Yuasa on a regular baby episode, but I will give you some high points before talking about Lulu Over the Wall. As you gotta start an animation by working on shows like uh, Chibi Maruko-chan, Pranchin-chan, and eventually he worked his way up to directing with his uh, first film, Mind Game. Uh, that's, uh, that's one Toonami viewers will, be, will remember as uh, that was uh, part of Adult Swim's 2018 April Fool's event as they aired that in Japanese, no less, alongside a uh, preview for the new Fubukuli. Uh, eventually after that, he went back to uh, TV directing with shows like Kimono Zume, Kaiba, The Tatami Galaxy, and he also crowdfunded the short film Kick Art, which is an awesome short. Oh, I love it. Just uh, It's pretty much like Nacho Libre, but actually really, really good, and also with like a lot of heart in it. And that also aired on Toonami, but I think that was uh, during a uh, Daylight Savings Time block of uh, cartoons. And that short actually led to the creation of his own animation studio, Sainsaru. Soon after, he and his studio would work on tons of projects like uh, episodes of Space Dandy, Adventure Time, which we mentioned on the uh, Space Dandy podcast, uh, Ping Pong, The Night of Short Walk-On Girl, Devil Man Cry Baby, Keep Your Hands Off Azuken, Japan Sinks 2020, and many, many others. But the subject I'm talking about is 2017's Lou Over the Wall. Yuasa would write and direct the film, and he would also have some help in the form of a co-writer named Reiko Yoshida. She's also someone of note as she's worked on a ton of other projects as uh, she was a screenwriter for the first three Digimon films or the overall Digimon the movie for us here in America. Uh, she also wrote for K-On, Girls and Panzer, A Silent Voice, School Rumble, D. Man, and most of all, the Virtua Fighter anime. <laughs> but, but actually, most of all, she is the creator of Tokyo Mew Mew or Mew Mew Style, Mew Mew Grace, Mew Mew Power in Your Face. Uh, but yeah, she created the series along with the late great Mia Yukumi. So yeah, like, uh, those two, Yuasa, Yoshida, just like, ah, real dynamic duo helming this film right here. And I just, I look at that and go like, oh, this, this film's in good hands. Like, both of these people have, like, a real killer's row of, like, uh, projects they've worked on throughout their entire careers. And before I get started, I just want to read what My Secret Santa wrote about Lou Over the Wall, because this also, other than the fact that it is... Misaki Yuasa and also a film, which is also another thing, because I thought, like, hey, doing a doing a film this year would be kind of a change of pace, since I've done uh, two shows in the past with uh, March Comes In Like a Lion and uh, Kyoso Giga. So uh, this is what my anime secret Santa had to say about Lure of the Wall that really helped sell me on the film. Quote, I love this movie so much. Misaki Yuasa does Ponyo and does it way better. You'll never forget the vampire mermaid dogs. Those last three words, I'm just like, sold, sold. Bring it on, I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be talking about Lou Over the Wall for Anime Secret Santa 2022. So without further ado, let's start the show. They say that the mermaids who dwell on Merfolk Island first appeared in Hinashi Bay long ago. You shouldn't be practicing near the water. I told you, they're attracted to music. What are you? Aren't the merfolk supposed to be dangerous? It's our secret, okay? Everyone friends! Everyone friends! She's 
threat to anybody. This is the first time I've seen you laugh. We have to evacuate! Start talking before we stop being polite! So uh, something I'm going to be doing different here for uh, this Secret Santa compared to like uh, the past two Secret Santas I've done where I kind of made them little, essentially little mini episodes of Anime Baby. But uh, for this year, I kind of want to just go for a more uh, stream of consciousness kind of thing, you know, just kind of talk more off the cuff. I did take notes, but I'm just kind of going to, I'm really going to be mostly just speaking off of my head, you know, just like uh, just give you my pure gut reaction to the movie. So, uh, basically the whole story uh, revolves around these uh, three characters, Kai, Yuho, Kunio, these uh, high schoolers who uh, form a rock band together called Siren. But uh, Kai, our lead boy, he's uh, not not really interested in joining the band. He's kind of kind of coasting through life a little bit. He's uh, kind of seen as a little boring, a little uninterested. But and, you know, like his friends here have to kind of goad him into uh, being a part of this band. And he's actually really good at music, so like he's actually a very essential member of the group right here. While uh, practicing on this uh, nearby island known for having uh, merfolk hanging around, they actually kind of they actually run into uh, one of the merfolk, a girl mermaid named Lou, and eventually they form a bond with her and they become friends. And then they eventually have her join their uh, little rock band here and then just uh, go out play music and have a lot of fun. And first off, I want to say about this film is that uh, the animation, like it's Iwasa, so you should already know this, but it is absolutely gorgeous. Like oh my god, just for the entire two hours of the film, it was just visual eye candy. I just couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I'm just like, oh my god, it's so good. Just like, like I should, I expect nothing less from Yuasa, but just, man, just, just seeing that, it's amazing. You know, looking up more on Yuasa, because I, I did want to study up a little bit on him going into this, going into the film, and also learning about it, him more when we did the Dandy episodes, is, uh, you know, Yuasa, I found out that he drew a lot of influences from the likes of uh, Hayao Miyazaki, specifically uh, his uh, Lupin the Third film, uh, Castle of Cagliostro. And he also uh, took influence from the works of uh, Tex Avery, uh, the film Yellow Submarine, and even the art of Salvador Dali. And, like, looking at this and also looking at any of his works, it's like, oh, yeah, you can you can definitely see that. It, it shows so much, especially here, too. Like, I love the how how all the characters have like these gangly cartoony features and like cartoony faces but it's like juxtaposed over more realistic looking backgrounds and environments of like this small uh, fishing town one of the things i really liked is uh just from the moment the op kicked in i was in for a fun time as you know kai he's like making music and then he overhears lou singing along to the music and then that actually leads us into the op and we actually have moments of, like, Kai dancing along to the song and then, like, ending by striking the, uh, you know, Subaru Natsuki Saturday Night Fever disco pose. And by the way, I want to mention that I did watch this dubbed, and Kai, he's actually played here by uh, Michael Sinter-Nicholas. So I got to give a big Go Team Venture! <laughs> but uh, I mentioned music before. Uh, music, it's a major focal point. So, like, 
because of that, the OST has to sound excellent, and it it really does. It's very, very good. And also, uh, great use of both uh, diegetic and uh, non-diegetic music. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, a lot of the music is just, it's actually being made by the characters on screen and actually plays a part in the story. It's actually really, really cool how they do that, especially the uh, bit of a gimmick that they have with Lou in the film where, like, uh, where, like, anytime she hears music, that's when she starts to dance and, like, sprout legs. And then when she sprouts legs, she can, like, walk around on land. But when she's not on land, she kind of maneuvers around by creating these giant uh, cubes and uh, polygonal structures with the water, which is also very nice. And also, like, uh, bringing up the music, like, I got a shout-out. Uh, the composer, Takatsugu Muramatsu, like, really, really bang-up job right here, like, as soon as I finished off the film, like, I had to listen to a lot of the OST. It's just, it's just really good. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I brought up Lou. Like, Lou, the character herself, she's really super cute and fun. Like, I, I loved her. You know, I look at her and go, ah, Ponyo, eat your heart out. Like, you, you are better, Ponyo. Like, I, I can see that. And, like, you know, Ponyo's an alright movie, but Lou, Lou is way better. Like, I got, I got a big smile on my face, like, the first time Lou plays along with the band for the first time. And uh, another scene I really quite liked is uh, this one, the first big bonding moment between Lou and Kai as they're uh, swimming together around these uh, sunken ships around the island. Like, it's really spectacular. Like, it looks so good. And also, I, I love how, you know, she's pulling her him down underwater and, like, he can't breathe. So the way she helps him breathe is uh, she kisses him to give him air. And this actually relates back to a conversation they had beforehand where, uh, you know, they're all out in the park and then they see a couple uh, kissing on a park bench and then Lou's wondering what that is. And then Kai has to, to uh, teach her all about what it means to like somebody, you know, how and how like you and uh, also about kissing and how you should how you do it when you really like someone and that someone is very special to you. So like it kind of starting to plant the seeds with like a bit of a relationship between uh, Kai and Lou here. And another really good scene I gotta shout out is the uh, the Lantern Festival dance scene. Like, this is really spectacular here. We're like, uh, Siren, the band, they're uh, set to perform at this festival. And Lou just kind of starts to, uh, you know, go into business for herself. She starts at playing uh, music. And then, like, the power of, like, merfolks and music. Like, their music has the ability to just make everyone and anyone around them just start dancing uncontrollably and like you just have the whole town spoke on, on the speech just dancing uncontrollably but like they're all having a good time too and Lou's just like bouncing around and everyone's go going all like oh is that a mermaid no 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 it's, you can't see see kid there oh no wait that's the mermaid there like she's kind of hiding but also kind of being out in the open and Kai and the band are trying to like hide her too like it's a really fun scene where just everything is just going completely banana Though, uh, now that Lou was able, was, uh, revealed to the public, it kind of starts to cause a lot of trouble amongst the adults in town as, uh, there is this kind of, uh, built-in prejudice when it comes to, uh, merfolk, where, like, you know, some of the townspeople will believe that, uh, merfolk eat people, that they're very dangerous, and, like, some of the townsfolk even had, uh, run-ins with them, like, uh, you had an old, have an old lady that they, uh, call Grandma Octopus, who's, uh, sweetie, as she puts it, was, uh, supposedly eaten was killed and eaten by a mermaid or like how uh, kai's grandfather uh lost his mother to uh a mermaid 
But uh, there's also uh, Yuho's grandpa, who mainly works, t- who mainly wants to use the merfolk to uh, promote a theme park based around them. You fool! That'll never work. So, like, you know, you have the part of the town who's uh, very prejudiced against merfolk, wants them out of here. But you also have uh, another part who is like, no, we like them because they can bring tourism and uh, money to our town. So either way, it's kind of both like a ne- negative feelings towards merfolk or positive feelings through like a negative viewpoints. Another thing I want to bring up here is the, this really cute and funny bit where we get to see this dapper-looking shark. Like, you see this giant shark in, like, a suit and a pipe and a hat, and that's actually uh, Lou's father. And, like, there's a really great scene where, like, he shows up and he actually helps out these uh, fishermen, like, uh, uh, store all, all of their fish. You know, like, he bites them to, like, uh, safely uh, immobilize them, basically kill them, and then they can uh, put them in ice, put them on ice, and then, like, he helps them out. It's, it's really great. And then there's, like, even another bit where, like, he's trying to uh, walk through town. He has to stop because he can't be in the shadows because uh, one of the things that the uh, merfolk in this movie are unable to do is that they can't be in direct sunlight. So uh, that's where the the, uh, the vampire aspect comes from. Like, they get into sunlight, then they start burning alive. And also, yeah, the, the vampire mermaid dogs. There's also a scene earlier where Lou... Uh, and Kai find, like, all of these uh, dogs at an animal shelter. And then Lou releases all the dogs using her uh, mermaid water powers. And she bites them. And mermaids, when they bite some a living thing, can turn them into mermaids as well. So she bites all of these dogs. And then they all turn into little mermaid dogs. It was, it was really sweet. But eventually, like, uh, people wanted to, like, uh, use uh, Lou to, to uh, promote this theme park and everything. And... Uh, it works like she's uh, a big main attraction at the theme park, but uh, only she is. Like uh, the band is actually kind of pushed to the side, which eventually saddens Lou as well. Like she wants she she wants to play music, but she wants to do that with Kai and the gang, not like these non-union uh, equivalents right here. But uh, eventually, uh, a misunderstanding leads to a uh, Lou being captured by the town, and the town starts to tr- show their uh, true colors once they feel that. Something is wrong. Like, the first chance they get, they immediately turn on her and capture her and everything. And then they just start turning on merfolks in general, which then leads to a uh, daddy shark. do 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 do, do daddy shark. Do, do. Uh, but it uh, leads uh, her father to come to the rescue right here, which is another great animation bit as uh, he's rampaging through this town to get to his daughter. And, like, uh, it's during the day, so the sun is out, and he's burning alive, but that's not stopping him. So you see this giant flaming shark just like power his way through the city to get save his uh, little baby girl like it's it's actually really cool and then eventually kai and the gang come to the rescue which leads to uh kai a really fun moment where kai breaks out a uh electric guitar riff with but he's like using a ukulele so it's like it's it's pretty great i i cracked up a lot at that and like eventually using the power music to save Lou and her dad and also like uh the mermaid vampire docs come to the rescue too as uh Lou and her father are uh surrounded by spotlights because you know any light source will uh hurt them but uh the dogs they uh, just spit water up at the spotlights to break them releasing them I thought that was great and like the whole climax in general is just spectacular because of how the townsfolk turned on Lou and her father that eventually uh, causes this thing known as the Curse of the Shadow Stone, where, like, this curse causes water to flood just the entire town. So, and then Lou, her father, and, like, all of the other merfolks 
are trying to like save the people from drowning so like like even after all everything that they did to them they're still saving this entire town and everything like ah it's it's so good it's so good and just like seeing like the people's reactions to and realizing like oh mer merfolks aren't that bad they're actually very very nice and we 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 actually we actually like them overall the ending is really beautiful like i just love kai using the power of music to just help lu save all the people in town while also singing this big ballad about how he feels about her you know conf confessing his feelings to her and like it's it's really sweet and like and then after that we get one more big dance to send us on home like it was also a lot of fun there too but unfortunately lu and the merfolk have to leave because uh you know since they stopped the curse of the shadow stone the shadow stone is destroyed and uh the reason why it's also called the shadow stone is because it like blocks the sun you know causing an overcast on uh, the fishing town but with that the sun can now shine but that means uh lu and all the other merfolk have to leave because uh they can't uh return to the, to the surface anymore and it's a little bittersweet but they also they also ended things off on a very positive note you know saying like you know just like how the sun is shining everything is like looking brighter for everyone with their futures and everything and like how they're moving forward in life like i, th I thought it was very very nice like overall very cute movie like i was smiling throughout the whole thing i had a very i had a really grand old time with this movie i really really dug it i just as soon as i finished it i just thought to myself saki Iwasa, you done it again <laughs> so yeah big big massive thumbs up for lou over the wall like you know i i, I probably sound like i'm rambling right here because i just have like so much to say but just like i can't really properly say it without just sounding like an absolute mark just going off like oh my god just so good look at this mermaids better ponyo vampire dogs everything ah giant daddy shark <laughs> it's it's just so good i just there's nothing more i can say you just like watch it give it a watch if you haven't yet especially if you like misaki wasa's other works or even if you haven't seen it like go go check out misaki wasa like if you haven't seen any of this, you are doing yourself a disservice by not checking out anything that this man and his studio have ever done. Like, give it a watch, especially during uh, the winter time right here. You know, give you give you a nice summery tropical vibes to keep your mind off of the cold, dark winter that's happening outside. I say this as I'm recording during a big winter snow snowstorm, so it, it definitely took my mind off of uh, what's going on outside my window. So yeah, good job there, Lou. Pretty much all I have to say about that. Lou over the wall. Big thumbs up. Check it out. It's good shit, pal. That brings me to the end of another anime Secret Santa. I tried to uh, do a little bit of a change in the format here. Tell me, no, tell me what you think. If you like just me going off the cuff, just saying what's ever on my mind, or if you like the more structured format of past uh, anime Secret Santas, you know, make it more like mini baby episodes, you know, just uh, let me know what you think. But, uh, yeah, I've been your host, Mikey, and you can find me at my social medias at Mikey Shiota on Twitter, MikeyShiota.tumblr.com, and Mikey Shiota on the gram. Also, follow Anime Bebe on Twitter at Anime underscore Bebe. That's Anime underscore B-A-Y, B-A-Y. Also, follow Anime Bebe at AnimeBebe.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, be sure to check out our uh, final episode of uh, 2022 as we uh, talk about My Hero Academia Season 5. It's a... It's, uh, it's quite a doozy. It's over four hours long, but hey, 
Hope you enjoy that. Hope you enjoy your holiday weekend or just your regular weekend if you don't celebrate any of the holidays. But uh, yeah. And also, just gotta say, thanks a bunch to my Anime Secret Santa. You know, like my past two Anime Secret Santa picks, which are from the same person. Thanks, Corey. Unless this is Corey, then thanks, Corey, again. But yeah. Yeah, thank you for recommending me this. I had a grand old time with this one. You know, so great pick right there. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourself and others. And have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And I'll see you next time. Yeah.